the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided our world has become? We desperately need stories of peace and healing. We find the bridge builders across the globe who are stepping into the divides of culture and bringing understanding, compassion, and reconciliation. And now, here's your hosts, Jonathan Sanborn and Lisa Jernigan. And hello again. It feels like it's been a long time. I think because it has. It has been? It has been a little bit. I think we've been traveling and, you know, just exploring the world, and now we're coming back home. Lisa must be a member of the Million Mile Club. Every time I call her, she's like, should I, or I'm texting her, it's like, she's in Kenya or something like, she's at some conference in some inner city and, you know, wherever. I mean, he's, she's just, you I get around. Traveling. Well, so do you. But yeah. I haven't, yeah, I was in Kenya when you are like, hey, can you talk? Well... Kind of. I'm 10 hours difference than yeah, you. It's the middle of the night. I'm seeing monkeys. There's, there's monkeys outside. <laughs> and I'm like, take me away. I want to be with you right now. <laughs> yes, yes. It was, it, was a, it was a fun trip. And hard trip. Because you see so many hard things oh. that you don't see here that just really tug at your heart. Um, you know, the poverty. And yeah. But anyway, but it's, you also see the I, beauty. Yes. So we got to do a little safari where... At sunrise, and I kept hearing that song, Cat Stevens, Morning is Broken. Uh, uh-huh. As the sun comes over, and there's the, the giraffes and the zebras. You were that? You did oh, the yeah. safari? Wow. Oh, yeah. 5.30 in the morning. It was yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, okay, God's creation, it's pretty sweet. I think it's good to balance those two. You have People to. People kind of have, they seem to focus on one or the other. You only hear about, like, romantic Africa. Right. Like, the, the, the you know, Morning is Broken, you know. And then, then and, and giraffes, and then monkey, of course, monkeys, and then you have like the hard Africa, like the poverty, the slums. But it's it's all it's all and more of that. Right. There's so much more of that. Well, it was our last day, and sometimes you just need something that just takes you, transitions right. you, right, yeah. out of that. Because we had some really hard days, which you know, incredible, beautiful people, yeah. the hard realities that you're faced with. Yeah. Like imagine if the world. Here we are talking, and we have a guest. We have a guest. We're all excited, and I'm like, you know why? Because no, you guys catch up. Okay, little, you guys catch up. It's don't okay. worry about us, Mark. We're, don't worry about. Like, I'm having fun. Mark's okay. like, excuse me, I'm just sitting here. So I think the reason we're so casual is because Mark's a bud. He's a friend. He is we're a sitting friend. Sitting at the table with a friend. Honored, honored to say that. Yes. Okay, we I have on the show on Counterculture today, Mark Lucas. Who is the one and only? The one and the one only. And only. The, as far as we know, there's only he's, one. He's mm-hmm. I, are you, you're kind of my boss, I guess. Are Let's you my boss? Let's go with that. I Let's like go it. With that. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> the, <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Like That's that right. Yes. <laughs> Survey says and, and boss. So, and so I was meaning board. to write a letter to ask about what what I can say and not say to human resources. But since you're here, yes. So Mark, is the, you're the program manager for Salem. That's right. Here in, in Phoenix. Phoenix. That's correct. So, and we've known for a few years, been friends. Yeah. And so, love this guy, brother from another mother, as I say. Love it. 
Also been in pastor. It is a little scary. Been a pastor, been in ministry. Love this guy. Mm. And so, but so instead of my letter to HR, I'm just going to ask you right now. I'm kind of like the Holy so, Spirit. You know, so you say program <laughs> director. I filter things filter like the Holy things. Spirit. So <laughs> okay. Be careful what so, you say into that microphone. So it was my birthday. Yes. So, oh, yeah. so we, you know, I love monkeys. There's so two things yes. I find funny. And, and, this, and so one, my, and my family knows this. One of them is, is fundamentally is monkeys and, and how they act and everything. The second are, are I, is, oh, I'll, I'll say it for, but I got for my birthday, someone gave me socks with cartoon butts on them. So I have butt socks. So can I say that As on Christian Talk Radio? You can As say, one gets can say on butt socks. Right. Yeah, you can butt say socks? butt socks. Okay. okay. That I was, think it's hilarious. We all just said that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. We all heard it, it was, and said yes, it. Yes, it was a multiracial, it was a very diverse yes. set of butt socks. Yes. Good. Politically so, Politically correct. correct. Yes. <laughs> some diversity with the butt cheeks. That's very encouraging. Yeah, different body size. It was body positive. It was very, it was, so it was far, the ratings <laughs> and the downloads for the show are off the charts. Off the charts. This is your best episode so far. I don't think no one. Paradigm shift, more peace through this conversation. Yes, I'm feeling more unified. Oh my gosh. No one in Christian yes. talk radio in history has ever said butt socks. Probably not I as many times. So. I don't think so. And I don't think they want to again. I don't think, I don't think they want to. And he's like, I'm, I'm done with you. I'm, yeah. this Where is, are they? This you didn't the bring them to show us. Are you wearing them? I should have worn them. Yes. I know. That's it. I'm going to so be my show face socks. for radio, so they wouldn't they see them. They won't know. <laughs> but the reality is we could see we them right see now in this moment. <laughs> yes. I, unless you – but it's true. My family knows my sense of humor. So. I love it. I love it. That's cool. So, That's fun. So, you got to have fun. You have I'll, to have fun. Yeah, you got to. So – Right, That's medicine right. to the soul. Medicine to the soul. Right, his proverbs would it's, tell yes. us. Yes, it's it's one of my love languages. Yes, yeah, fun is. I think that's the sixth one. one. It's it's the sixth yeah, one. Yeah, okay. The, I'll do the the sequel. Love languages, the sequel. Number six. Number six. Laugh, Laugh. at my butt socks. Butt socks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for your next birthday. Now that's that we right. know this information, <laughs> that's right? right. I know. We only have now twenty minutes left in the show. Minutes. So I know. <laughs> Can we stretch it out longer? <laughs> that's Is it right. On radio to be we, longer than twenty six minutes. You, I don't think so. You could. No. Uh, you, you would be the guy who knows. I don't. I, know. I can't can even we? do it. Can we? Ramon, the producer. I don't think we can do it. So okay. I just don't think it happens. Okay. Okay. So and make, I want to see how you're going to transition this. Now. Yes. This that, is a this tough is my, one. This is all right. From butt socks to uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. I know. I'm <laughs> you don't follow. I heard you don't follow monkeys or children after anything because it's just this, the transition's right. so hard. And right. I would guess and butt socks is right after that one. Yeah. I, it's I awkward. So now. So now we have this awkward pause, uh-huh. and I'm going to go for. I'm just going to go for it. Do it. You've got more, you're bigger than the station, like a thing. Like you've been, you have a heart for things that's not just about getting the message of Christ and and God honoring conversations and dialogue in the culture. You, that's awesome. But you, but as long as I've known you, you've had something that's always kind of like, hit, like you would just do it whether you got paid to do it or not. Like this is just like who you are, right? Right. So. And that is the idea of that that there you want you have a heart for caring for people who have been hurt by the church, and hurt is is I use that in the deepest profound sense of like there's a lot behind that, mm-hmm. like so let's talk about that. What is tell me about your heart for this? Yeah, of course. So just even this morning, you didn't know this before we had this conversation, but just this morning I was being introduced to a new part of our Salem Phoenix team. Mm -hmm. And the general sales manager asked me, just tell me why you're here. Tell me why you're part of the station. Tell 
a bit of your journey, a bit of your story, and I'll just kind of wrap this up into a few moments. I told her, I said, at the end of the day, God has me here because I have such a heart to be able to help those that have been wounded by the church. Mm. And really at the epicenter, as we pray over the listeners and as we are so blessed to have listeners via podcast and obviously Faith Talk family and listeners, we know that we have a large portion of those that have been damaged and hurt by the church. Mm. Some of the stats that we have are as large as 40% of our listening audience right now, as you might be listening in in that category, I'm also in that category. Mm. And ultimately, we have to know that we create conversations here at Faith Talk 1360 that really helps people connect faith to life. Mm -hmm. Because we know that there needs to be a restored peace. We need to understand our identity in Christ. We need to help people navigate that space. Mm -hmm. And it is this silent killer. And a lot of times, people will walk away from the local church, that specific church, Mm -hmm. and at times they won't go back to fellowship in other churches, Mm -hmm. or even fellowship in general with other believers, because there's just this silent killer that kind of from the inside out removes them from this restored fellowship and this peace and this beautiful abundant life. So when God brought me here, it was all about we want people, as you guys do, and all believers want people to walk in the abundant life. Well, if you walk away from the church and you walk away from the gathering of the body of Christ, mm-hmm. and you don't have the Acts 2.42 fellowship of sharing what we have with one another, praying for one another, devoting yourself to the apostles' teaching. If we don't truly have a place to connect like that and worship and come together with other like-minded people in the body of Christ, then we're not really ultimately walking out the abundant life like mm-hmm. Jesus wants for us. Mm-hmm. So we want to navigate conversations right here, just like this beautiful show, that helps people in kind of the mess, helps people in the fray to say, you know, at the end of the day, God absolutely loves me. Mm. My identity is secure in Christ. Mm -hmm. There's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. I am loved. I am accepted. I am a child of God. And there are messy people in the church. And even like myself, I've seen behind the curtains, and I've seen kind of the sausage factory, and I've seen some of the stuff that happens. Mm -hmm. And again, We're all messy, Mm -hmm. and we all have messes that we make. At the end of the day, one of my pastors used to say, you know what? To a degree, we're all hypocrites. Mm -hmm. Join us. Join the club. Come to church. To a degree. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to a degree, we all have a sense of hypocrisy. Right. I wish that I always walked the way that I wanted Mm -hmm. to walk Mm -hmm. and the way that God wants me to walk each and every day. Right. We all make mistakes. Right. We all do things, whether it's a half-truth, whether it's a lie, whatever it is. We all have our things. But at the end of the day, this desire that I have is to help people understand, come back and restore peace, restore your understanding of what fellowship and worship and connection and prayer looks like Mm -hmm. in the local church. Wow, that you just said a lot. In all of that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to and dive I, in I, on that one. Well, so many yeah. people can identify that. I mean, I even have family members that are in that that place, and I don't think you can be in ministry. The thing I've learned, my husband and I, he's you know a pastor. We've been in ministry, gosh, almost forty years, and I don't think you can be in ministry without even as a leader being having church hurt, because you know you you we all have had that, and that's something when you when pastors get together. It almost is, it makes it like you too, right? It's like we all have that. But then I think a lot of us have to look at ourselves and go, am I causing church hurt then too? Mm-hmm. You know, I think all of us as leaders or people in the church or as with the church would look at itself and go, am I and where am I 
mm-hmm. um, perpetuating this, right? Mm-hmm. Like that it's causing that. And so I think it's an internal thing and an out, outside thing, you know, as a – so I think it's a it's really good to, to bring this up and we have to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if we it's, – it's happening, right? You can't just bury it. I totally agree. And I mean for me, one of the things that I would tell people right now that has been very helpful for me because, again – I'm under construction, a work in progress mm-hmm. on all areas of my sanctification in life. But in the process of my journey of growth and being more, to look more like Jesus every day and to reflect him, the reality is, is understanding my emotions has mm-hmm. been really important for me. Mm-hmm. So I had to really identify and understand that place of emotional wounding and where I was at. Mm. So much so that even every day right now, and I get no reimbursement for this plug, but there's an app, How We Feel. That helps me each and every day. I do a morning check-in and an evening check-in. Mm. Well, for us to regulate emotions, we have to recognize them. Right. So for those that have been hurt by the church and there's some emotional wounding and damage, we have to really process. And then what I do when I'm my check-in, so like today in my check-in, then I go into either got questions or a search to find Bible verses and passages that help me understand biblically that emotion. And how to really grow in that emotion Mm -hmm. and regulate that emotion Mm -hmm. and have character structuring or growth Mm -hmm. and maturity and the fruit of the spirit to be able to have self-control or Mm -hmm. gentleness or peace or things that I want to grow into. I've got to recognize and then regulate. And a part of that regulating process is being able to go to God's word and say, okay, I might be angry. I might be dissatisfied. Most people, when you ask them, how many emotions are there in the English language. Go away, go away, go away. You think about that for a week and come back to me. Most people come back and say 20. There's 2,000 words in the English language for emotions. Mm. So when you start to see the depth and the breadth of the emotional wheel charts, and then you be able to really process that to love God with our mind, heart, soul, and strength, loving God with your heart is your emotional center. Mm -hmm. So whatever's happened in that, again, Proverbs 4, above all else, guard your heart for it is a wellspring for life. We've got to get to that emotional heart space and allow the Holy Spirit and allow God to heal us there and allow us to turn to God's Word for that healing process mm. to be able to regulate and understand the emotion. I think this, this, this is absolutely amazing because I think you're, you're, you're speaking the language of how you deal with trauma. And I think mm-hmm. uh, because the idea of trauma and the, at that deep level of emotional, like right. it's that subconscious, you're reacting. You might, your, your body is responding to something. Like you, like Lucy's example of anger. Maybe you hear a, a ministry ask for money, and then you find yourself like agitated, triggered, why, triggered. Why? Why? You know. Then there's an emotional. You realize you've just had an emotional response, right. which shouldn't be. It didn't seem to match, and you're like, where does that come from? And so you're talking about an awareness of that kind of level of like where maybe that comes from something that's happened to me or I've lost – I put my faith or I donated a bunch of money to a, a church and then the per- pastor was embezzling it or is what, what they drive this or that or whatever. So I, how, is that, am I going the right direction here? You are going the right direction. And I would even venture to say that I think for transformation, and this show is all about transformation mm-hmm. and growth mm-hmm. and to restore mm-hmm. peace and an understanding of who we are in Christ in all of your dialogue. And I love this show. I think we have three phases, and you just hit one, and it's really important for all of us to understand. God wants all of us to have an abundant life. 
God wants all of us to be near him and close to him and to experience this beautiful peace Mm -hmm. that comes in this shalom relationship with our Heavenly Father. Well, for that transformation to happen from the inside out, we need three things, I believe, for that transformation. And obviously, God is the center of all these. Awareness, so that Mm -hmm. information there, when you walk into a service, you're like, all they talk about is money. Right. What's happening again? All the, I gave them money last week, and now it's again a whole sermon on money. Right. And most senior pastors don't even want to preach that sermon. Mm-hmm. They'll fly somebody in who's mm-hmm. kind of the guy, the go-to guy. He's the token <laughs> guy on stewardship. Yeah. Okay, because nobody wants to handle that, even from the vantage point. And we have to put ourselves in their shoes as well. Even senior pastors and teaching pastors don't want to handle that. So we have to have an awareness of that emotion. But then we got to go the next phase for information. We got to really process that from a place of God's word, from a place of fellowship with other believers mm-hmm. to really gain some information that's mm-hmm. helpful. Right. Go back to Philippians 4. Is it true? Is it noble? Is it right? Is it excellent? Is it praiseworthy? In that filter, think about it, the information that we have based on that informa- uh, awareness that we have for the emotion. And then really the next one is integration. I already gave the integration. For me, that's how we feel. That's one of the things that I'm using is an mm-hmm. integrated practical and tactical step for me to be able to handle the residue of the church damage that I have in my soul. Mm-hmm. So it's awareness, information, integration. We have to really kind of process those three steps mm-hmm. to be able to handle whatever we go through in life. Mm-hmm. We can't just have one without the other. So I could just be aware and be angry and just walk around angry all day. Mm-hmm. That's not going to do anything. Yeah. Or I could just say, I've got this verse of Jesus walking in the temple and turning over the tables and having righteous anger. Yeah. I'm going to hold on to that one verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll raise my hand. I don't know anybody who's ever had righteous anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me if you could find lots of those people. Mm-hmm. So that's not going to do a lot if I just hold on to that one informational Bible verse. Or I could just say, I've got a step about how we feel. It takes me into an app that helps me with emotions, but now I don't know what to do with it. What is the next step? Mm-hmm. How do I recognize these emotions? I just know I'm angry. Right. I go to the app every day and I just say, anger, 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 <laughs> anger, 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 right. anger, anger. What is I, that going to do? If you had a monkey, it'd save you a lot of time. They can just push that button <laughs> for you. I know. <laughs> How, how's that know. for ruining a moment? I know. It's so good. That's, so I, I know I've skills. given you a lot to yeah. kind of rebound off. No, of but that. I love how you have the three words because it's holistically, right? We stop too short. A lot of times we stop at the anger. And we justify it, like you said. What I'm also hearing in there is like, how do we be curious in our own story? Like asking ourselves, where is this coming from? Did mm-hmm. I, it was it, you know, talking about the, the giving, is it because I got, you know, somebody mishandled the money and, I, and so that I'm projecting that onto this person. So it's even getting curious about our own emotions and stories, which you, what you did, you found this app. It's like, I got to be curious and find out how I deal with this. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times we stop too soon at one stage without holistically seeing a bigger picture. It's like this is what's going to lead to transformation, to healing. But we have to want it also. Right. Well, and even like recently, I know you're going to say this. I'll I'll say this real fast, I promise. Um, Just recently, because I kind of bounce around to churches right now, Mm -hmm. just based on what I'm doing in the ministry. My kids just come along, and my family just comes along. (laughs) But, I mean, I was at a church like three weeks ago, and I walked in, and I walked into the restroom, and there was a slide with his face on it, and follow him on Instagram with his handles. And then I went over in the lobby, and they were serving great donuts. My son was really excited about all the donuts. <laughs> so I went over and grabbed a donut. Then there was another three big Jumbotron screens, again, with his face on it and his handle on it. I'm like, this church just screams narcissism yeah. right now in this moment. Right. I'm like, 
what is happening in this moment? But I had to check my emotions even before I walked in for the service and Mm -hmm. say, you know what? Lord, will you help me in this place go into a place of worshiping you? Mm-hmm. Okay, and let me give the pastor really a shot. Get to know his heart, hear his heart, hear how he teaches your word. Let me not just tune everything out before I walk in. Because if we were waiting to find one moment that's going to irk us or make us prickly walking into church, mm-hmm. and then that tunes us out, we're never going to walk into church and really experience worship and God's word and community right. and fellowship ever again. So we can't set our minds up for that mindset to walk in. Mm -hmm. Because unless you have the perfect parking space, they have your favorite flavor of donuts, they have the everything bagels that you love with the right cream cheese Mm -hmm. and the right no line in the bathroom, the perfect four worship songs that you like, the message isn't too long, it's not too short, it makes me laugh 11 times. Whatever the formula is, you can't, that's unrealistic. Right. We've got to come in with our hearts, and I think a lot of times I tell people, I've got to, and my encouragement to listeners right now, we've got to do the heart work mm-hmm. to come in, and it's not just a Sunday morning. All week I've got to be tilling my heart and gaining real closeness with the Holy Spirit so that when I walk into a place of worship, my heart is so pliable and soft, and I almost just weep in the announcements right. because mm-hmm. I'm so ready to be with Jesus. Right. I'm so ready to worship Jesus. They don't have to do backflips and light things on fire and make me laugh seven times with the perfect set list for me to really enjoy myself Mm -hmm. because that's unrealistic. I come in and I'm like, Lord, I want to hear from you. Mm -hmm. I want to be near you. I want to meet you in this place. I want to meet you in this place Mm -hmm. because I've been meeting you every morning and throughout my day in my quiet times. Mm -hmm. So now it's just a continuation of the last six days. Right. And it's Sunday. So so I think – there's, there's so many ways we go with this because this is a huge topic. We could honestly go do like a 10-part series on this. So I think there's so much going on. But I just from the stance of peacemaking is that we – as we were, Lisa and I were talking before the show, like what – and, and she even and, and talked quickly. But what was – what is my – let's say I attend a church and I might not be shaping the program or whatever it, it currently is. But do I ha- – I have any responsibility to the church – damage or or what self-assessment do I need to check myself that maybe I've caused the damage to someone else? Like I had a friend at a reunion and they brought up something that I did a decade ago that and they felt like every time I talked with them, I was trying to fix them. And um, and I felt like – and I apologized. I go, that's not the stance. You're, you know, you're an equal – I mean that, I, I had approached that person I think with a proud – Pro, and it was, it was confronting of me. So I'm just like, like I want to like take it to the other 60% to say, what are we doing to cause so much damage? Yeah, we can talk about Big C and the programs and all the, the things that it is in a modern church. But, let's, but personally, yeah. what can we do? Well, I think one of the things that I would say is this, and we just had the privilege to be able to do an event that was for – men and women, but specifically women in the church that had an abortion. Mm -hmm. And one of the questions that I had for the senior pastor on my panel, Rustin from Scottsdale Bible Church, was, Rustin, what's the posture of a pastor to be able to open up the hearts of men and women that have experienced what they've experienced in the way of an abortion? What is the ethos of who you are, and what is the environment, and what Mm. do we have to model 
to really invite a heart of grace, invite a heart of love, invite a heart of peace and unity within what the Holy Spirit's doing in this room? And he responded, and I think it's really the answer to your question. I think we as leaders, and even if you're not right now serving in the local church, we are the church. So the church ultimately is not a building that you sit in on Sunday mornings. It's a movement we're a part of. So we are the church. Mm -hmm. So what we do in the ethos of how we walk every day and how we speak every day, I think humility, I think a spirit of gentleness, I think a posture of openness. I think we have to really ask ourselves, if I were to lay out either the list on 1 Corinthians 13, which is the love chapter, or let's go to Galatians and look at the fruit of the Spirit, if I were to ask my spouse— on a scale of 1 to 10, mm-hmm. how would you rate me in the way of gentleness? How would you rate me in the understanding of patience? Or whatever it is in the characteristics of love and the fruit of the Spirit there. And if the answer is, you know what, you're kind of like walking around sucking on a lemon, and you just don't really have a lot of joy in you right now, then I think we really have to say, Lord, I want to be with you more. I want to really spend time abiding with you and connecting with you and worship with you. Mm-hmm. Will you help me kind of separate out some of the things that are causing me to really be divisive with others or not approachable to others? So that's what I would say. I love it. Mm-hmm. So as we just, this has been a great conversation, Mark. This is, thank you so much. What, if Just for our listeners, what would be a good next step to go? Would you say, can they, is there a resource that you point people to or something? What's a good... I would say process your emotion and then go to gotquestions.org and just type in that emotion in there. Okay. And there's a litany of Bible verses Mm. to help you begin to recognize and then regulate that emotion to produce the fruit in the Spirit, and peace is a huge part of that, that you want as you walk and interact with people today. Mm. Well, thank you, brother. appreciate you being on our show. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Amplify Peace. Educating, immersing, training, and launching peacemakers to build united communities. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.